welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 20th of March 2016, entitled Looking to Jesus. And the Bible reading is taken from Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2. Here's Brother Daniel Alexandru. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the house of the Lord this morning. Great to have uh, visitors among us. This morning, amen, praise the Lord. And uh, yes, we have a first time visitor. And uh, we pray that uh, you'll come back tonight at six o'clock and Wednesday night we have at 7.30 p.m. prayer meeting. And again next Sunday, we'll have a special service, uh, Easter sunrise service. It will be my first sunrise service I ever attend because in Romania, to be honest with you, we don't have uh, such custom to go at seven o'clock uh, at the grave. <laughs> no, we don't, go, uh, we don't go to the grave, to the tomb. Uh, and I'm sure this coming Sunday we won't go to a tomb. We'll just go to the park here, close by. And that's where the service will take place. And after that, we'll come back and have uh, like a breakfast together and I'm anxious to be there and see exactly how things uh, go. I'm learning English and other things <laughs> in England. I hope you'll understand my English. I don't speak Birmingham, I speak English, some kind of English. There are different types of English, American English, British English, Birmingham English, Black Country English, uh, Filipino English, uh, Chinese English, uh, Australian English. But praise the Lord that there is something in common with all these uh, different types of English. Amen. There are some words we can understand. God is good. Even if I don't say God is good, I think you understand God is good. Amen. <laughs> okay, let's uh, give the uh, honor the Word of God uh, deserves. And let's uh, all please uh, stand up and read two verses from uh, Psalm 121. First and second verse. It's right there, looking to Jesus. That's the title of my message. Uh, looking unto Jesus or um, just the way we speak today. The message is entitled, Looking to Jesus. Okay, Psalm 121. If you uh, found this passage, let's uh, all listen. What the Word of God has to say. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you Lord for this wonderful passage in the scripture. It talks about you, the creator of this universe. You, Lord, the mighty one, the unchangeable. You, Lord, our master and savior. You came down to this earth to die for us. And in a, on a Sunday just like this one, you received as a king. And just the week after, you were crucified. And praise the Lord that you didn't stay in the tomb. He rose again. And this is why we are here to celebrate a risen Savior. The only one who went into the grave and came back alive by himself. Because life is in you. And Lord, we just ask you to walk among us and touch our hearts. The Holy Spirit using this word of God. It's your word. And you know all the needs your people and everyone is here, heaven. We just ask you, Lord, to graciously answer our questions, our needs, and supply all we need. And help us to be grateful to you and live and walk with you every day. Bless this time together. For in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Sit down, please. Have a seat, please. The name of this message, the title of this message is Look to Jesus. 
It's so important to have a goal in life. It's just like um, a ship at sea. When the ship leaves the harbor, it needs to have a destination. When we uh, go to the airport and fly out somewhere, for example, uh, in a few days from now, after Easter, I will fly back to Romania. I'm sure I don't want to get on a plane where it says no destination or we'll find our destination on the way or just get on the plane and you'll find out where <laughs> we go. No, no, no. I, I just want to know exactly I get on the right plane that has Timisoara as destination. Timisoara is a town in Romania. It's not in Nigeria. It's not in the Philippines. It's in Romania. And that's where I want to travel. And that's where actually my fare, my ticket, airplane ticket says I should go. So as Christians, we should have a goal. We should have a destination. We should have an aim. Just like the, the airplanes that every minute take off all around the world. They have a clear destination. Just like the bus. You go to the bus station and you don't close your eyes and get on the first bus that comes. It's funny for me. I had to learn. I didn't travel too much by bus here because I have my car. But I was surprised to find out that in England, you have to wave your hand for the bus to stop. <laughs> I said, I'm not hitchhiking. I'm just here to, you know, get on the bus and go to wherever I want to go. But they said, no, no, if you wait in a, a bus stop and you see your bus coming, you have to wave your hand. So I learned. Whenever I had to travel by, by bus, I had to wave my hand. <laughs> Would you... Take me in. <laughs> I need this bus. And I, I, never, I never knew that whenever you get on a bus and you don't have a, a bus pass and you want to buy a ticket right there from the driver, you have to have exactly the change. I was on a bus one day uh, when I took my, uh, my car, my red car to the garage and I left it there uh, for several hours and I had to go and do some work. Uh, I got on a bus and I said, here's my money, 10 pounds. I want to buy it. He said, ah, I'm sorry, you have to give me exactly the amount, 440 if you want. Uh, you want a day, day pass or you want just a ticket? I said, I want a day pass because I will change, you know, uh, buses. Just, just give me exactly. I said, I don't have it. That's all I have, 10 pounds. He says, go, <laughs> go and ask people if they have change. So I go and I ask, can you change this please into you know, smaller bills or coins? And I found the lady, she says, okay, I give you two fives. I said, thank you very much, I give five. And I wait, I wait for one pound to come back to me because I wanted a four pound day pass. And the driver was driving. She's like, I said, why am I waiting here? I thought I was supposed to get one pound back. The driver says, sorry, we don't give change. You don't give change? No. <laughs> so next time when I, I travel by bus, I'll make sure I have four pounds, you know, in my pocket. And insert <laughs> the coins in the box there. Or if I want to give him or give the National Express company a pound, I'll just drop a five pound bill and that's it. So, you know, things like that happen and we learn them as we go. All kinds of things happen in our lives every day. But praise the Lord, we have a manual, God's Word, that helps us to learn as we go, as we live, how to please the Lord and how to have 
a goal in our life. You know, Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 says, A people without a vision will perish. The people without a vision will perish. It doesn't matter what people. If it's the Romanian people, the English people, the American people, whatever people. And whatever person. Because a people, a nation is made up of peoples. Persons. And if we don't have a vision, if we don't have a goal, if we don't aim at anything, we hit nothing. And the people without a vision shall perish. I mean, there is no other way. There is no other destination. We as Christians should have a goal in our lives. Amen? The ultimate goal is to praise God. These days about the Lord is not about me. It's not about you. This day and the following day and the following days, the following, the next Sunday is about the Lord. It's not about us. And our life should be about Him. Praising Him. Is this your goal? Is this my goal? Do we have a vision? Do we have a goal? Do we have something before us that we aim at? And we always direct our eyes, our vision, our sight towards that? Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says very clearly there. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. If you are a saved person, that means you've placed your faith, your trust in Jesus Christ. And He is the author. But also, He is the finisher of your faith. I mean, when we finish this life, if we started with Jesus, not all. The people around started with Jesus. But if you are a Christian, you started with Jesus. So if you started with Jesus, you'll finish with Jesus. There's no way we, we can miss that place, that destination. Jesus is waiting for you and for me. John 14 says, In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place, and if I go, I will come again to take you unto myself. Jesus is coming back to take us unto himself. He is the author. He is the beginner of my faith, and at the same time, he is the finisher of my faith. I will end my life with Jesus, no matter what. He will be there to translate me into the everlasting life. Where I'm already in. Because that's what the Bible says. But He will pass me through. Who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame. And He sat down at the right hand. Of the throne of God. Where are you looking to? Paul says. Look unto Jesus. Look to Jesus. Where is Jesus now? Oh yes. He is in heaven. The right hand of the Father. Are we looking to him? To heavens? The first thing I want us to remember is that it's so important to take our eyes from away from ourselves. It's so important to take our attention away from our means, from what we've got, from what we know, from what we have in our bank account, from what we've done here. And 
look to the Lord and look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of all faith. There is only one faith, the faith in Jesus, that will get you saved, that will get you to see, to see Jesus in heaven. So important to have a vision. So important to have Jesus before our eyes. Yes, we can look to our bank account many times. We can look to our things we have and be not very happy. But if we look to Jesus, we'll always be happy. We'll always be glad. Because he is the only one who can give us peace in our heart, joy in our hearts. Look to Jesus. We need to see a person who was um, mentioned in the book of uh, Hebrews as a uh, Man of faith. His name is Abraham. And see if he has always been a man of faith. And if we search into his life, we'll find out that he had his struggles. Before God called him a man of faith and called him a just man by faith, he had his strugglings, just like us. Let's open our Bibles to Genesis chapter 12, please. Verse 7. Genesis chapter 12, verse 7. And the Lord appeared unto Abram. That was his name. Before he became Abraham, he was called Abram. The Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And to die, seed. That's a promise that Abraham, Abraham as we know him, will have a child. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. He met the Lord. He knew it was the Lord. It wasn't somebody else. It was the Lord. He built an altar. He brought an offering. He knew. He was supposed to get a son. This is a promise. And when, when God promises something, let me ask you something. Does he change? No. He never changes. He is unchangeable. We heard the messages. Pastor Larry brought them. Recently. God doesn't change. He's Alpha and Omega. He doesn't change. He never changed. He will never change. He's not changing today. We go to Genesis chapter 13, verse 14, 15, and 16. And we read again another promise. And the Lord said unto Abram, After that Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward, Look to the left, look to the right, look before you, look behind you. All the cardinal points are covered. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. Another promise for a seed, for a child, for an offspring. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Innumerable. Will be his seed. But we go on to chapter 15. And we read. After these things. After two times God promised him. He would have a child. In chapter 15 verse 1 says. After these things the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision. Saying fear not Abraham. This verse tells me that. 
Abraham was struggling, was in fear. Fear of what? Let's keep reading, okay? And Abraham said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me? <laughs> Seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. He was afraid of having what? No child going childless. I mean, God speaks with him. Hey, Abraham, look to the left, look to the right, look ahead, look behind. Your seed will occupy all this land, will live all around. Your seed, two times. And he's still, am I going to have a child? Lord, am I going to have a child? And Lord knows him. He knows me. He knows you. He knows what's in our hearts. Amen. He knows when we really believe him. And we are playing. Like we believe what he said. And God goes to him and says, fear not. And here's again. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him saying, this shall not be thine here. I mean, Elias here from Damascus. But he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. God again assures him of his solid promises. As I said before, two times, I'm saying again, you will have a child. You see, when we are weak, when we are fearful, God is there for you and for me to help us go over this situation, to help us get a vision back from God. God had a vision for him, but Abraham wasn't looking to that vision. He wasn't looking to God. If he had, he would have believed God and waited with patience. But he was fearful. Am I going to have a child? When? God, you said you'd give me this. When are you going to give me? Give me exactly the time, the hour, the minute. I want to know everything. No, 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 no. Wait. The Bible says be patient. Amen? I mean, it's God's clock. It's not my clock. Why am I anxious? God knows everything. Isn't that enough? <laughs> if he knows it all. He knows for you and for me. And whatever he brings in our life. It's for all good. That's what Paul says in Romans chapter 8. All we need to do. Is look. In the right direction. And that's what God did with Abraham. He came to him a third time saying, Abraham, you will have a seed. Make sure you look in the right direction. And this is the right direction. And God helped Abraham to look in the right direction. Look to God. Not to his age, his weaknesses. But look to the right place. And focus in the right place. This is for you and me. Even if uh, we are 4,000 years apart or something like that. The word of God is still good for today. God wants you and me to rest assured on His promises. I don't think God needs to tell us Every day, the same promises. 
I mean, I think if God wrote his promises here and we read them, all we need to do is believe. When Jesus came to this earth, he says, Whosoever believeth in me should not perish. John 3, 16. We need to believe him. We need to believe his word. We need to believe his promises. And yes, we become just like Abraham many times when we, we struggle believing what God said for our lives. And praise the Lord that he has his word of God, he has his place, his house of the word, the word of God is preached. So the word will come back to us and remind us where we should place our focus on Jesus. That's who we should look to. Not to ourselves, but to Jesus. Where is Jesus? Jesus is in heaven. We should look up to heaven. We read Psalm 121. We started with this. Let's read again. Psalm 121. The psalmist says, I will lift up my eyes. Not lift down, but lift up. In Romanian, this is not this is a problem. You say lift up because if you lift, you lift something. You don't say you don't have to say lift up. But probably for for the English speaking people, you know, lift up your eyes, up and upper if it's possible, up and up. We need to look at Jesus. We need to see Jesus. Don't look down. Because if I look down, I see a human. If I look around, I see, I see things that I don't have rather than the things that I have. I see what my neighbors have. And in comparison with them, the things that I don't have like he has. And I get depressed. It's because I look down to this earth, temporary things. If I look up, I see what? I see Jesus. That's why the psalmist says, look up. I will lift up my eyes. This is a decision. You see, our life is Made up of decisions, everyday decisions. Are you determined to lift up your eyes unto the Lord? You can look unto the hills to see if your help comes from there. But the psalmist says that my help cometh from the Lord. So I look up because my help comes from the Lord. Not from the boss. Not from my friend. Not from my friends. When I was younger, I was, um, I don't know if I can say more stupid. Because I, if you are stupid, you are stupid. <laughs> but, you know, I was more ignorant. And I thought, when I was 20-some years old, I thought, since I was working with an American missionary, and, you know, we come from a poor country. Romania is not a rich country. I mean, used to be. But there were some people that made sure they got all the riches. And they left us with nothing, the communists. And then... They know exactly what they did with the rest of them. But anyways, you know, I, I was working, you know, for a rich American. I thought, oh man, God reached down to me. He touched me with his hand. And my wife and I were travelers, not gypsy travelers, <laughs> but just like, you know, gypsy travelers moving from one place to another place. Then TB came 
around and then Andrea came around. So we were traveling from one place to another place, getting more and more luggage and heavy stuff. <laughs> so I talked to myself, we should get a house. We should get our own house. They were not expensive. So we made some plans. And instead of, you know, asking the Lord, Lord, would you uh, help us, you know, get this house? We went to the American missionary and said, uh, would you help me fulfill this plan? And, you know, I had a smart plan. <laughs> and he says, no, I'm sorry, I cannot help you. And, you know, I was disappointed. Because I thought, you know, people who have money should help those that don't have enough money. And especially we are Christians, we are brothers. I, working, I was working hard for him, just like we had the lesson this morning at the Sunday school class. I was working hard, you know, so hard that, you know, I even left my children at the nursery, I forgot that I was supposed to go and pick them up. And they still tease me, you know, they say, hey, you forgot us. You forgot to pick us up. You forgot all about us. I was so involved in my work that, you know, I completely forgot about them. So one time the teacher had to call me. Another time a friend that lived close by took them in and had to call me, hey, Aren't you supposed to come and pick your children from the kindergarten? Oh, I said, I forgot about that. You know, but, you know, I placed my faith in a rich man. Guess what happened? I got disappointed. Because every time you place your faith in people, in humans, you'll get disappointed. The Bible says, look to Jesus, not look to men. It doesn't say, look to the parents, because I looked to my parents several times and I got disappointed. And I'm sure my children will get disappointed. Because I'm just a human. And so many times TB has big plans. And he, you know, involves me in his plans there and I, I cannot <laughs> meet his requirements. So I'm going to disappoint him. But every time we place our faith in Jesus, he will never, never disappoint us. That's why the Bible says, look to Jesus. Look unto Jesus. Have the proper vision. Focus on Jesus. Look up to heaven. Where is the help going to come from? From Jesus. Oh, yes, Jesus uses people. I know that. But it comes from Jesus. So, Abraham had his strugglings. I had my strugglings. I still have my strugglings. You have your strugglings. But don't forget. Don't forget in Genesis chapter 15, when the Lord, our God, went to Abraham and talk to him. He says here, fear not. Abraham, I promised you, you you'd have a child. Why are you struggling believing my word? I am the Lord. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine hair, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine hair. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look, look now toward heaven. Where did God tell him to look? Toward heaven. And he gave him an assignment. He says, tell the stars, if thou be able to number them, let me know. And he said unto him, you cannot count the number of the stars. Let me tell you something. 
shall, so shall thy seed be. Innumerable. Innumerable. Can you believe that the seed of this man would be innumerable? How many? Countless. You cannot count them. God is giving him assurance and assurance again. Hey, fear not. Believe me, you will have a seed. And verses, verse 6 says, And he believed. He believed in the Lord. Finally, he believed. When can we believe the Lord? When? When can we believe the Lord? When we look around to the earthly things here, to the tempest that is around, the troubles we are going through, the sickness. Why did God allow sickness? And we get upset. It's God's fault. When we look to Jesus, will fear not. When we listen to Jesus, will fear not. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. There is a, a good verse here. Matthew chapter 28, verse 10. And Jesus said unto them, Be not afraid. Fear not. Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee and they shall they see me. They shall see Jesus. We shall see Jesus. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Joshua chapter 1 from verse 7 through 9. God is speaking to his people and he says there, fear not. If we look to Jesus, if we take our attention off, away from us and look to him, we'll fear not. But my second thing for today is a question. And of course, we'll find an answer. Where can we really focus our attention on the Lord? Yes, I mentioned earlier, we need to look to Jesus. But when... Are we actually looking to Jesus? When are we actually focusing our attention on the Lord? When? When we sit in front of a TV and watch a co comedy or something that is comic or, uh, you know, uh, a movie or a show uh, or something. That's when we uh, really focus our attention on Jesus. No, of course not. But when? when? When is that time when you really meet with Jesus? And nobody else is there to interfere with you. No TV, no other person, nothing. But you and Jesus. Do you remember when Jesus was in the garden talking to his father? He was there. In prayer. Where can you focus? Where can we focus our attention on the Lord? I think in prayer. In prayer. When there is only you and the Lord. You know, we read about Abraham. I don't think there was anybody else but God and Abraham. And when God took Abraham off and said, look, look to heaven. Do you see the stars? And God was speaking with Abraham. Abraham was speaking with God. He was looking at the stars and he couldn't count them. It was in a time of prayer, in a time of communication, because prayer is communication. When you pray, you communicate with God. If you have the TV on and 
your wife or your husband is talking to you, you say, yes, yes, yes. Do you really understand what he or she says? And you say, yes. No, because there is something that is interfering. Amen? <laughs> Somebody says, Amen? <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. What, what did I say? Uh, yes, 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 yes. What, what? Yes, of course. That's all. That's all I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, you know, there's nothing else. Nobody else but Abraham and God communicating, talking to each other. This is what prayer is supposed to be in our lives. A time when I talk to God. And yes, I, I confess my weaknesses. God, I fear. God, I'm shaking. God, I don't know what tomorrow will bring into my life. And that's when God talks back to me saying, fear not. I have my Bible, I know my Bible, and God speaks with me through the Word of God. The Holy Spirit is the one that takes the, the Bible that I, I put into my heart. And He speaks to me. And He gives me comfort and assurance that He will take care of tomorrow and after tomorrow. I don't know what tomorrow will bring. But I know one thing, that God knows what tomorrow will bring in my life. And God is in control. And He, he holds tomorrow in His hands. So, if I really want to focus my attention on Jesus, I need to spend time with Jesus. There is a song, let's have just a little talk with Jesus. I think we, we need a little bit more than just a little talk with Jesus. I mean, Jesus has all the time in the world to talk to me. Can't I find some time to talk to Him? Because that's what really communication is. I talk, He listens. He talks, I listen. And there is a communication, something in common. We have something in Common. It's not only him who talks and I, or I talk and ask and he doesn't reply. No, no, no. I communicate. We have something in common. And we have a lot in, in common. I have his spirit in my heart. I'm a newborn Christian. I'm born in his family. He's my father. And he cares for me. He loves me. He loves you. When I pray, I don't see the impossibilities. I don't see the limitation. I don't see the problem. But I see God. And when I see God, I see His greatness. I see His blessings. I see His miracles. I, I see His power. I see the Lord in all His glory. When? When I go to Him in prayer. You know, Jesus went to pray to give us an example, to set an example for us. We need to pray. Why do we need to pray? We need to pray in order to take away all these things all these temporary things that are bothering us and steal our attention from the Lord and go back and focus on Him and look to Him and have the right vision. The people without a vision shall perish. Psalm 92 verse 13. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. 
Psalm 24, 27 verse 4. 27 verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord. You can go to so many places today, but if you want to see the beauty of the Lord, you need to go to that place Jesus talked about. He said, my house will be called a house of prayer. Go to the house of the Lord to see the Lord in prayer, to see His beauty, not your beauty, but His beauty. And in prayer, in your home, in your private room, or in the house of the Lord, you'll see His beauty, His glory, His face. His might, His glory. I'll lift up my eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord, the Creator, the Mighty One, the Master of the Universe, the Savior, the Unchangeable, the Only One. Who could save me and you if you are saved and the only one who could save you from your sin if you are not sin let's look to Jesus and I'm sure Jesus will help me and you to walk victoriously in this life only with Jesus only trusting Jesus, only looking to Jesus, our life will make a difference in this world. Let's bow our heads in prayer. I don't know the things you are going through this morning, but if you are a Christian and you kind of forgot to look to Jesus and you started worrying struggling, fearing, because you look down instead of looking up. Don't you think it's time to look back to Jesus? And say, Jesus, help me see your beauty, your strength, your power. Your glory. Help me trust in you. And help me stay focused on you. Regardless of the circumstances. The people. My job, my money. Help me to stay focused on you. Maybe you forgot about prayer. And you need to ask the Lord to forgive you and ask him to help you to spend more time with Jesus, to his, his beauty. In that time of prayer, only you and Jesus. And if you're not a child of God, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only one can save you. Maybe you are struggling with your salvation. I don't know. But if you repent and place your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and for everlasting life, Jesus, that promised your salvation, will keep His promise, will keep His word. Just trust in Him. Fear not. Dear Lord, we are closing this time of worship, this time of sharing God's word in prayer. 
looking to you. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. And Lord, what can I say? Just that you deserve all the honor and glory. And Lord, without you, we are worthless. And so many times we wonder if we really praise you. I know you want us to praise you. Help us to praise you. Help us, Lord, to look to you for answers and for a victorious life. Help us to see you every day in our life. Help us to be the witnesses you want us to be, that others will see you in us and hear what we say about Jesus and come to Jesus and be saved. Lord, use all of us, our lives, our mouth, the salvation of the people that live here in this city and in this world. Bless us as we go home and help us to come back to the house of the Lord this evening and hear some more from the Word of God and see your beauty. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you.